Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletter. We will give you our four ingredients for our fun, free FanDuel game diced. And a friendly reminder, make sure to tune in to our radio show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. What was that storm? And, and no, we are not on an airplane. What the we hell? We're not going through turbulence. <laughs> Ashley just decided to adjust her microphone at the beginning of the show. I always forget. And Thanks. then, of course, I, I'm, I'm just mute it. So I was mute traveling. I know, it. but I'm on my travel mic and I don't have the mute option on my travel mic. And then, of mm. course, I saw all this fuzz on it. And, you know, type A me was like, ew, I need to pick that hair off. Well, what's type A you going to do when we're editing? I'm just going to leave it because it's part of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. Well, it's week 15. Playoffs. Playoffs. It's very exciting. Just so everybody knows, because I know you guys are deeply concerned. um, Ashley did not make the family playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nor did Brandon. Nor did Brandon. No. Oh, no. I had a buy last week, thank God. I mean, I didn't set my lineup, but all of my top players were like the worst weeks of their life. So it was well, good. And this will be the first year in a long time the trophy is not in New York. I know. It's usually me and my husband. <laughs> so. It has been, not usual. Changes are coming. Changes are coming. It's coming back to Colorado. We don't know where yet, but it's coming back to Colorado. Well, let's get into this games, you guys. We'll help you set your lineups. Uh, shouldn't be too tough this week because, as we said, you play the guys that got you here, and it's week 15, so you should know who that is by now. But we'll try to help you fill in those last roster spots for you. Los Angeles Rams and Seattle Seahawks will be the Thursday night game, and you're most likely not filling those empty spots with a Ram. But we'll just touch on them real fast. Jeff Fisher, the coach, was fired on Monday after five years with the Rams. What does this mean for the Rams? Sometimes when the coach gets fired, things get changed up. I don't think that's really going to happen. The only thing that might happen is Gurley might touch the ball a little bit more, which is good. So if you own Gurley, you will most likely put him in that flex spot as you had probably the whole season at this point. Um, But hopefully he'll get more touches than he has before. Um... The last week, uh, he did have the best game of the season since week five with 83 total yards and a touchdown. So, fingers crossed. Instead of maybe that 7-9 fantasy range he tends to be in, maybe he'll move up to like the 8-10 to fantasy points this week. Uh, it is it is a bit of a tough matchup. You can pass on Seattle. I know Kenny Britt didn't score last week, but he did see 12 targets and he had seven receptions. So in PPR, he's still completely relevant. Um, I have him ranked at 35. So if you have three wide receivers that place higher than that, I guess don't play him. But if you're rolling with the Kelvin Benjamin, Randall Cobbs, Allen Robinsons of the world still, Stop yourself. Put Britt in. He's a better play. Everyone else on LA is a waste of time talking about. All right. The Brit love is continuous with you, and I like it. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
true. Well, the good news is Derek Carr owners were not alone last week. Yeah. There were a lot of quarterbacks that had really bad performances. Russell Wilson was one of them. So he was only 22 of 39 passes for 204 yards. He had a touchdown, but he had five interceptions against Green Bay. He only had 5.5 points. Out outrageous and he has not done well the last three weeks with 15 points being his highest score within those three point when excuse me within those three weeks it doesn't look a whole lot better this week the rams give the 15 fewest fantasy points again like you said i'm a little nervous about the firing of jeff fisher and how this is going to fire that team up and russell wilson didn't play very well against the rams earlier this season now usually he's got a little bit of a difference between when he plays at home versus away but I just, this offense is just not quite getting it together with the Seahawks. So I don't love him as an option. I think you need to look elsewhere. Uh, and it's scary when wide receiver Tanner Mc, Mc, McVoy, I don't know what saying, all right, was the highest scoring player on the team in total with 10.1 points, a guy we've never even really heard of just because he got the lone touchdown. Thomas Rawls didn't do any better. He rushed 12 times for 67 yards, was just okay. Uh, the Rams give up the 14th most fantasy points. So that's probably uh, a decent situation. But again, I, uh, I just don't know if you can trust it. And then Doug Baldwin, he has not been able to bounce back. Uh, this is three weeks in a row of absolute horrific points from him in terms of what you were expecting out of a top wide receiver. Uh, he, you know, at 11 targets, but he only had 46 yards. The Rams give up the eighth most fantasy points, so this is the best matchup that we're going to see out of it. But again, these wide receivers have been incredibly inconsistent. I think you need to look elsewhere, even though it is a decent matchup. The same goes for Tyler Lockett. We're seeing a little bit of production out of him in terms of 40 yards, but again, not fantastic. And Jimmy Graham only was targeted four times for 16 yards. Now, the Rams give up the fifth fewest points to tight ends, and again, it's a bad matchup for Russell Wilson, so I'm not really seen a whole lot of chemistry for this game and i think as a whole we're looking entirely away from the seahawks this week scary other than their defense other than their defense you can play them and feel very okay about it yes all right saturday there's a saturday game guys it's exciting is it it, no, it's it? not. It's not. Is it's it? actually during our radio show on SiriusXM, so it's not like the best timing, but whatever. We'll move past it. And it's the <laughs> Dolphins and the Jets, so. We didn't even discuss our radio show yet. This is exciting. We have, this is a good day. We haven't discussed our radio show? Yeah. I mean, us. Of- Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. But like, I mentioned it at the top of the show. No, no, um, yeah, yeah. We did not do your yeah, job. Yeah, no, right, that's not right, what I meant. I'm sorry. Right, right. No, no, no. I totally understand what you're saying. Well, I'm gonna get on the Brandon train from last week and talk about the weather. Jump on it. The weather outside is frightful. Tis the season. Mm. Tis the season. Mm. Nice. Mm. Yep, yeah, I'm twi- doing my twinkle finkle- fingers with that. Anyways, there will be rain and or snow on Sunday for this matchup. Uh, that is not going to help a team that just lost their starting quarterback, even if it was just Tannehill. It does mess <laughs> things up. Still kind of. I don't know. I don't Tanny. know. Maybe it'll be better. Can't get too much worse, can I? Possibly. You know you're starting Miami's defense if you own them. We have them ranked number five. Matt Moore will be the guy who's stepping in that quarterback position for Miami, uh, which does not help the wide receivers that are already scary to play. 
Parker is off the injury report, but he didn't look right last week. He just wasn't right. Landry has had eight fantasy points in standard links the last two weeks. That's it. So you're probably going to deduct two points from that. Now with more in. So that's six. So I can't imagine that's good enough for you. Um, Stills has gone has gone good game, bad game. I know Brandon hates when I say that, but it's been since week five. I don't hate literally good game, bad game, good game, bad game, and this is supposed to be a bad week. So I'm going to go ahead and say, although I think he may be your best bet, maybe not. This week is not going to be his thing, and when he has a bad week, it's between one and three fantasy points. So it's like really bad. Um, so look elsewhere for a deep uh, for a wide receiver in deep leagues. If I had to put my money on anyone to have a good week this week, it's obviously Jay Ajayi, the one decent player on this team. I know that he hasn't done well the last two weeks, but those games were against tough defenses. So we're just going to put them behind us. Hopefully we'll have another 20 touches this week. Every time they give Ajayi the ball 20 or more times, the Dolphins win the game. So hopefully they know that. And they will give the ball man the ball more. Um, the last time the Dolphins played the Jets, Ajayi had 19 fantasy points in the standard league. So the ceiling is high. You can start the Miami's defense, which I already told you. Uh, I got so excited because that's the only thing that's exciting to talk about. Um, and some might say that Deion Sims becomes fantasy relevant with Tannehill out. But I think Moore will be looking to dump the ball off. So Sims may be the guy who benefits from that. He has had two touchdowns in the last three games. So if you're really stretching for something special, you've been riding the Dennis Pitta, Jason Witten train. <laughs> you know, Deion That's a sad Sims, train. It is. Deion Sims might be the caboose you need at the end of the season. Just throwing it out there. All right, the Jets. So Matt Forte uh, got injured. So he had an MRI this week, and unfortunately the news is not great. It's a torn meniscus, which is not the worst thing in the world, but it's also not great. But then we're also hearing that he hyperextended his knee. He is day-to-day. It is not looking good that he's going to sign up this week. But Bilal Powell did do fairly well. He rushed 29 times, and he had 145 yards and two touchdowns. So he was the highest-scoring player for this team with, uh, I want to say it was around like 29 points, something crazy like that. Um that's, but, you know, the situation is we got Bryce Petty. It's Miami gives up the 14th fewest points, but that's okay because, again, we aren't going to be relying so much on our rookie quarterback. Well, not rookie, but in terms of his first year actually starting in this sense to be the hub of that. I think they're going to really rely on Bilal Powell. I don't think Matt Forte is going to go. Um, but if we're looking at a wide receiver, it it would be Robbie Anderson. We talked a little about last week the fact that that was who Bryce Petty seemed to feel comfortable with, and the pattern, again, laid itself out last week he was targeted 11 times he caught six of them for 99 yards he is the person that bryce petty feels the most comfortable with brandon marshall is being covered he's being covered by the top corners he's injured as he's been struggling with all season long he was only targeted five times less than half what anderson was targeted it was only for 33 yards he's been limited in practice so this is an option that you just need to stay away from because again He's getting the coverage. He is injured, and he is not who Bryce Petty feels the most comfortable with. Doesn't Bryce Petty seem like a guy that should have like a sweater wrapped around his shoulders? Doesn't it sound like a name that's like Bryce? I was just Petty. Like, is, like, is it the name? The Country Club. Yeah, the name. Yeah, not him in general. Just like yeah. the name. Bryce Petty. Sure, I can see that. Hmm. I don't know. 
Anyways, <laughs> I digress. Well, I think Brandon Marshall, Marshall for me is he's third on this list because Anunua at least got seven targets compared to, you know, Marshall's five, which is, in, you know, way less than the 11 that Anderson got. So for me, Marshall needs to be your third option. Anderson's your top option right now. And then Anunua, who had seven for only for 29 yards. So that's kind of your order. Now, again, it's it's an okay matchup. Not not a fantastic match. I think of the eleventh most fantasy points to wide receivers, which would be great in normal situations. But we're dealing with Bryce Petty as our quarterback, so hopefully you can look elsewhere. But if you have to go one way, Anderson's a guy that I'm choosing for this week. All right, let's move to the Sunday one o'clock Eastern games: the Green Bay Packers, the Chicago Bears, the Packers. Weather update: there could be blowing mm. snow with a low of negative one. What? It could be the coldest game in NFL yeah. history. The coldest game in NFL history. That's without the wind chill. Oh, That's so good. just degrees bad. in Chicago. So bad. That's so bad. So bad. So bad. Uh. So bad. But listen, you're still playing Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams. Nelson had 41 yards and two touchdowns. and Adams had 104 yards and a touchdown. Um I think you might want to reverse those stats. But last week against Seattle, Adams was targeted 16 times last week. Um, they play or last time they played the Bears in week seven. Both players are hot and should be in your lineups this week. Ty Montgomery is the perfect flex to me. Coach McCarthy finally came out and said that Montgomery is um, a running back. Yeah, no bleep. Of course he is. So funny to me. Uh, check your settings to make sure that you can use them um, the way that you want to, whether that's a wide receiver or running back. Um, not the best matchup for a running back, but he catches the ball too. So I think he still could be in your lineup in that flex spot. Green Bay Packers, we have them ranked number 11th, so they're right there. Same with Mason Crosby, ranked number 11th. And on the bench, Jared Cook, Randall Cobb, James Starks, and Christian Michaels are all on the bench. It's playoffs, people. Don't throw it up in the air and hope it lands on its feet. Mm. Look elsewhere. These are not your people you need to be going with. Chicago Bears. Elshon Jeffrey is done with his suspension. He's back. Didn't didn't test positive he's still available in 25 percent of leagues so go pick him up the packers give up the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers i don't love that barkley isn't used to jeffrey um but he isn't he isn't hurt and it's a good matchup and jeffrey's is good so i say i know it's risky but i kind of like him um, Howard has been the only one that has been consistently good the last three weeks. It's a good matchup for him. R. Kelly had 31 fantasy points against Green Bay two weeks ago, and DeMarco Murray had 26 uh, points three weeks ago against Green Bay. So the only thing I fear is that the Bears will get behind and abandon the run. But I hopefully I think he probably will get enough fantasy points for you before that happens. So I'm still starting him. We have him ranked number 10th. Um, and I'm not playing anyone else. It's bad weather. I'm scared. It's going to be freezing. A lot of bad weather this Ooh, way. A lot of bad weather. Real bad. Going into the Cleveland Browns, the Buffalo Bills. Mm, mm. Speaking of bad weather, Buffalo. Uh, the only Cleveland Brown that I'm starting is Isaiah Crowell. Last week he had a bounce-back game, the one that we thought he would have and have and hoped that we, he would have against the Cincinnati Bengals, 113 rushing yards on only 10 carries. That's bananas. Uh, the Bills give up 
have given up seven rushing touchdowns in their last five games, 16 rushing touchdowns on the season, which is the second most in the league just behind San Francisco. Nice. Uh, other than that, though, I do not trust RG3 in the cold or in the heat, really. I don't trust him at all. Um, <laughs> I don't trust him in the alley. I don't trust him in the bar. I don't trust him anywhere. No. Nope. Green eggs and ham. I don't know. <laughs> alley and bar. Things went dark fast for you, Courtney. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Where's that the first thing that came to mind? Yeah. <laughs> I trust nobody I in an alley, turns out. Yeah, no. <laughs> zero people. It's true. Zero it's people. True. Zero. It's a hundred percent success. I don't even rate. trust myself <laughs> in the alley. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm gonna be like, why am I in an alley? Yeah. Um, Duke Johnson what? went for 24 yards on four carries, caught one pass of 21 yards. It just hasn't happened for him, and I'm worried about next year too. If you're in a keeper league, I say throw the fish back in. Oh, that makes Agreed. me sad. I, I'm All sorry. Right. Uh, last week, Pryor oh, caught one pass for off of three targets, but Corey Coleman only caught three passes off of eleven targets for twenty-six yards. Yowza! Ouch. Sorry, I just wanted to say that, and then we can move on to the Bills. Sorry. No, it's okay because there's like some weird resentment there between RG three and Terrell Pryor that there is so few targets to Pryor. Well, he was also Corey blanketed. Coleman. I mean, they they were defending against Pryor. It was a lot of things. Remember the whole the garbage can with Adam Jones afterwards being like, this is what Troll Pryor is. Uh, Troll Pryor was talking smack, and Hugh Jackson came out and said he needs to stop doing that. There was a little drama. Listen, there's always drama when there's RG3. I, I don't That's know. Right. I don't think it's resentment. Right. I just think this is there. Yeah, exactly. He can't help it. It's all around him. Mm. All right, the Bills. The Bills are fighting for their coach's job right now. Watkins came out today saying he wants Rex Ryan to stay. Even though it will be bad weather, I think this team will be united to beat the worst team in the NFL. I mean, they've got to, right? I mean, it has to happen. Therefore, you are starting LaShawn McCoy as usual. Cleveland gives it the second most fantasy points to running backs, and McCoy has had double-digit fantasy points in the last five games. Sammy Watkins remains questionable. Um, He did not practice on Wednesday, but I am not concerned about whether he will play or not. He had a touchdown last week and 54 yards and played almost every snap. I have him ranked super high. I think he's going to have a really good game game the second the bills say something about gillisley screw you media mainstream yeah. media mm-hmm. <laughs> uh he doesn't get enemy number one enemy number one um i i still believe that he is an excellent flex in deeper leagues i still think that you should go ahead and play put him in i think people are going to take him out because he didn't do anything for him last week and then he's going to get another touchdown this week it's cleveland you guys so just agreed just settle down the buffalo bills defense obviously against cleveland we have him number three charles clay had his first touchdown of the season last week but don't get cute people ride the tight end that got you here if you take out Last week, Clay is averaging 1.4 fantasy points the last six weeks previously. So it, I, I get it. It's a good matchup. He found the end zone. But that doesn't mean that all of a sudden it's going to turn around. It doesn't. It doesn't. So I guess if you're in a Super D league and and you want to take a risk, sure. But because of the matchup, but I, I'm not doing it. I'm staying away. All right, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Baltimore Ravens. I'm getting all my teams done at the beginning here. Why not? It's done. Uh, Zach Ertz is the best options for the Eagles on the you know right now. And although it, 
says that it's a bad matchup on paper. Two tight ends have had double digits in the last three weeks. So I would still roll with him. Jordan Matthews is listed as questionable, but should be good to go against a bad pass defense. The Ravens give up the six most fantasy points to wide receivers. Three of the last six um, games, both the wide receiver one and wide receiver two had double digits. Darrell Green Beckham is back. I mean, only play him if you're in a really, really deep league and you have no other options. But that fact is there that the wide receiver two has had double digits as well. Um as, as far as my sleepers, Darren Sproles is still listed as questionable after be, getting knocked out last weekend. Yeah. Um, very scary. He has been a, a solid play the last few weeks, but you might want to find another option. This is the worst matchup, and the concussions can be hard to recover from. It's just a weird situation. Uh, you can keep an eye on the injury report, but I, I would look somewhere else. That leaves Ryan Matthews, you guys, to take the load with Wendell Smallwood on, Smallwood on IR. Again, really bad matchup. It's Baltimore that gives up the fewest fantasy points to running backs. Only two running backs have had double-digit games since the Ravens' bye in week eight. <sighs> Hopefully he can find the end zone for you and get that sweet seven fantasy points that he always likes to get us. Boom. Um, boom. But it it may not happen this week, and it may just be like 60 yards. She has more yards than he's gotten in a long time, too. So, I mean, we'll be, let's be honest with each other. Um, Philly's defense is ranked number 16th. And, of course, Carson Wentz is on the bench. He's not to be trusted. As far as the Baltimore Ravens, there's two things looking up for them. It's called Justin Tucker yep. and the defense. Mm-hmm. That offense is a little dicey. Steve Smith has struggled the last three weeks, but this is a good matchup for him. I have him ranked 37th. So if that's good enough for you to play him, then I would do that. The Eagles give up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. Mike Wallace has had between 50 and 60 yards the last five games. It's not awesome. He hasn't gotten in the end zone. Um, Again, if you're in a 16-person league and you have that flex spot open and you need five points, he he probably won't get you any less. Sleepers, Kenneth Dixon is the best option for the running backs, but the Eagles have been really good against the run as of late. He could get 8 to 10 fantasy points, but it is risky seeing how he's still sharing the ball with West. I mean, he's clearly the better back than West, and he is going to be the number one guy, but it's he also so stunk, though. Yeah. He also is bad, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, let's he call it what it that is. Bad. I mean, he wasn't that bad wasn't, last week. Wasn't wasn't great. Well, well, he had that false start, and then he had um. Oh, what was the other thing that he messed up? I see you're saying not in fantasy points, but in general. Like, yeah, yeah, like sure. football. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I I'm just being a pessimist. He just looked like a rookie to me. I was like, oh, cute. Brandon, you yeah, you need to settle down. We're talking about Baltimore Ravens, okay? Well. The Baltimore Ravens. When we were talking about the the 49-year-old on the field is the only player you can actually play and the kicker, <laughs> you know we're getting desperate, okay? <laughs> and that brings me to my bench, people. Dennis Pitta did him again. 1.8 fantasy points. Love it. I hope all those Pitta people out there who got so many fantasy points the week before started him and lost. I, mean, I hope it's none of my listeners because you should know better. But for you everybody should. else out there... Do you pitta them? 
I don't. I oh, don't. Oh, I did it. I, I gotta have one each each week. <laughs> what up, Dad? Not only that, but Philly gives up the second fewest fantasy points to tight ends. So even if his name wasn't Dennis Pitta, I still wouldn't be starting him this week. We're gonna take a short break. We'll be back with the Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, Ashley, here we go. I'm done talking. So let's get into our our fifth matchup with the Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs. Now I get to talk two in a row, and then we'll get to incorporate Brandon here. So DeMarco Murray, again, he's got the workload. He rushed 21 times for 92 yards and a touchdown. We knew that he would do well against the Broncos. We said that you can run against the Broncos, and he plays scoring. But that's also not a horrible matchup. And again, this is DeMarco Murray. So you are playing him no matter what. Um, it, it's just, it is what it is. You, you're playing him. We don't think twice about it. Marcus Mariota is another one of these gems like Derek Carr and Russell Wilson, who only got you 7.32 points last week. Uh, we told but he you played not to play Denver. him. I know, I was like, we told you not to play him. We told you it's the absolute worst matchup against the Broncos. And he did exactly what we expected. You know, 6 of 20 for 88 yards. Again, only 7.32 points. It was his second worst game of the year by a long shot. But again, this is a better matchup. Kansas City gives up the 17th most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season, so he should be able to bounce back. Now, Derrick Henry is one that we've talked about a little bit in terms of the fact that He's getting more and more carries. So DeMarco Murray, and this is to keep him Murray fresh. Uh, you know, we've seen over the last, uh, I think, four or five games here, we have 16 touches, then none, then nine touches, then none, then eight touches, then a bye week, now 12. So we're starting to see within the last two games here a bit more of a progression that he's going to be increasing his load. I think he's someone you can look at if you need four to five points. That's all he's good for but he's been pretty consistent to get you the four or five. So uh, again, I think it's, it's an interesting matchup. This is only if you're desperate in seriously deep leagues, he's someone that you can maybe potentially consider. Did Laney Walker did you no favors last week? He was targeted seven times, but only had 30 yards and only caught two of them. Kansas city, very stout against tight ends. You get the third fewest fantasy points. If you've got a better matchup, if there's other guys out there, I would recommend doing it. I'm not sure I see him doing particularly well against the chiefs. And then we've got Richard Matthews, bad game again. You know, he only had three targets. We didn't think he would do well against. We've got a very tough secondary against the Broncos. The Chiefs give up the fifth most fantasy points. So you should see the bounce back that you're hoping for this week. And I think you are full steam to play Richard Matthews and feel incredibly good about it. I hope so, because I'm going to put him in and kick your husband's. Uh, do it. Do, do it. it. Chiefs. I hope he's not listening. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> he's totally listening. He's going to be like, why aren't you supporting me? We're a unit. We're a family. Don't Bye, you want our I do. <laughs> but, you know, we're all family. I just so. want to keep nothing. this. I want to keep this trophy. Yeah. Well, you, just, you don't deserve it this year for sure. Your husband almost did, but he fell hard. He did. But Ashley's husband. He didn't listen to me. He doesn't deserve it. He started freaking Allen Robinson. He texted me while I'm on the Bleacher Report show on Sunday morning game day. And he's like, you know, um, I'm thinking about putting in Allen Robinson. And I said, no, don't do it. For who? And then he goes, for Dontrell Inman. Mm. Uh, Dontrell Inman and um, 
Oh, I can't remember mm. who the other person was, but doesn't either way, they both did well. It doesn't matter. And he had already not started Tyreek Hill. So he's already ignoring me. So he's like, I'm thinking about doing it. I said, no, don't do it. So then he said, yeah, but updates are saying that he's going to be targeted a lot because Alan Hearns is out. I didn't know if you knew that. And I was like, okay, first of all, yeah, I knew that. Second <laughs> of all, I am the updates. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, like what, what do you think we do? I, I, I was am so... the updates. <laughs> Quote of the night. Uh, what do you even uh, What? what? He so anyway, he loses. He and I was like, deserve. anybody uh, exactly. who plays Allen Robinson doesn't deserve a championship. Uh, that's what I said. I said, listen, right. I'm not trying to be mean to you, but like, yeah. this is what should have happened. Well, you may have had to play Allen Robinson if you didn't have certain options, but... Come on, I would have uh, now. No, there are always mm -hmm. other options. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Stop <laughs> it. This is no. Mm -hmm. I am the updates. <laughs> Love that. It's like Love I am the one who knocks from Breaking Bad. <laughs> All right, let's it. get into these Chiefs into that Tyree Kill that your husband didn't start. Mm. I was going to say, so he was 6 of 6 for 66 yards. He had a touchdown. He had, again, yet another punt return because that's what Tyreek Hill does. Unbelievable. Uh, again, depending on your your settings, uh, that, that may not have counted for you or it may have. But, again, if you've got the Kansas City defense, I don't know how you don't play it. Then when you got Tyreek Hill just returning touchdowns, like it's no big deal. You got to no play deal. them too. So he was the highest scoring player with 16.8 points. Again, this guy is on a streak. He has basically supplanted the team as the top option in terms Ty of streak, Macklin, which I will get to. Ooh, there we go, Brandon. <laughs> Ty streak. And, here's, Ty streak the and here's, here's the deal. Tennessee gives up the most fantasy points to wide receivers. So he should have another lights out game because, again, we got a matchup the dreams are made of for somebody in the playoffs. If you've got Tyree killed, this it is literally dreams this week for you so you're absolutely playing him again no excuse not to play him some people learn their lesson the hard way um but you're playing him now this is one i'm a little gonna be a little controversial on alex smith he was you know 26 passes 17 for 26 264 yards and a touchdown and an interception against the chiefs he was just his standard alex smith but Tennessee gives up the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks. And if we throw out his, you know, the outliers, the top and bottom scores this season, which was 28.2 and 3.64, the ceiling for Alex Smith is 19 points. And his floor is eight. Now, he's had eight games in double digits. Take a look at your quarterbacks. We've had a string now of two bad weeks in a row of bad matchups for some of our top guys that are getting you single points. You might want to stream Alex Smith if he's on your waiver wire, if you've got a quarterback in an incredibly bad matchup. I'm just saying it's something to maybe think about. There should be other guys out there, but if there's not, it might be something to consider. Because, again, we've put, Brandon's giving me a face. I told you I was going to be controversial on this one. We've had two weeks of really bad performances from some of our top quarterbacks. Really bad performances that have lost people their, their playoffs. So I'm just saying, if you're in a situation and you get crazy, it's a good matchup. Again, your ceiling is 19 points, which is not great. That's your ceiling. But it's a possibility. Give me your thoughts, Brandon, because you're giving me that look. No, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm this, playing him this week, so I'm happy you said that. I hope he gets me my 19 points. I need it. Is this your Island of Misfit Toys League? Yes, yes it is. And I'm still in it. 
Uh, yeah, you are. You are. Courtney is like rocking this season of fantasy. Ashley's in the Ashley's in it too, and Ashley's rocking in this league. She mm-hmm. has gotten a crap ton of points every single week. So I am not excited to play her, hopefully, in the finals. In the finals. We, I'm hoping because we if are. If you in guys the top are the repeat teams. finals again, is Brad Evans going to kick you guys out of this league? Maybe. He should if he wants to win. <laughs> Literally, you guys, like Brad Evans from Yahoo has these two ladies in, their, in his league. And they were both first and second last season. And then they're looking to be first or second this season, too. It's crazy. If he doesn't have us on his show at some point after we've done this back-to-back years, that will be outrageous. We haven't done it yet. I'm just saying. It's well, possible. he did do a whole... Why would he have us on his show? <laughs> yeah. I would be embarrassed if I was him. Sorry, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> okay finish up with your that. running backs here anyway City, okay. so we can move on um well kelsey kelsey did great over 100 yards targeted eight times again this is somebody that you're playing good matchup tennessee is with the 15th most fantasy points you should feel good about kelsey i don't want you playing either of the running backs though we've got tricandric west and spencer Ware got virtually the same exact number of points uh, you know, 6.4 and like the 6.6, I believe, are the point options. So basically the same. Now, Charkandrick West, the load was much different this time, which we were nervous beforehand. Well, the load's always been kind of distributed. It's been the snaps. But West only rushed twice, but he was the one that got the goal line look for the touchdown. Spencer Ware rushed 20 times, but of those 20 times, he was only able to get 56 yards. He did have a reception for seven. But... And if we look at Tennessee, they're good against the rush. They give up the fourth fewest points to running backs. So for me, I don't love this matchup because Ware has not been productive the last few weeks. Again, we got the West situation. I'm not a fan of it. And I'm not really a fan of any of the other wide receivers. Maybe Macklin, but he only got three targets. The only reason I say you could maybe possibly play him in a flex at best is because Tennessee is up the absolute most points to wide receivers. But again, the targets aren't there. So it's really risky play in your playoffs to put someone like Macklin in who's not getting the looks that you need. Boom. All right. Pittsburgh Steelers and Cincinnati Bengals, one of my favorite games. Yeah. If you have Love and Bell, congratulations on your playoff berth and <laughs> how you're doing. <laughs> and if I you don't so. have Le'Veon Bell like the rest of us, yeah. you. So Screw I was- you. I had like the highest amount of points other than the guy I went up against in our Sirius XM Dynasty League. And I lost, I, I think I had 148 and he had 165 or something and he had Le'Veon Bell. I just couldn't possibly catch up. There was just no way. But I was I was like 50 more points than the, the person that won the matchup, the other matchup. 50 more, like not like a little yeah, bit more. Huge. Like unbelievable. So whatever, it's fine. Not it's bitter at all. Insulation round. <laughs> Which speaking of, Courtney moved on in that and we'll be playing Howard Bender, uh, the Bleach Report host. And so uh, I'm cheering for you, Courtney. I told Howard that. Let's do it. Good. Or Caroline. Or Why aren't Courtney you like your sister? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you be more like your sister? I can't. You guys, like our SiriusXM show, we had a, a lead in with him last week, and he made the craziest drop just for us. It was quite flattering, actually. It was the it nicest was. drop we've ever had. Um. Yeah. So, congrats, Love and Bell. Clearly, you start him. Uh, it's gonna be another cold game. Not snowy yet. You know. Again, this is Wednesday, so the weather can change any moment. But between twenty-four and nine degrees, quite the span there. Uh, 
Um, you still stars to Antonio Brown, you guys. Don't get cute. He caught five of his 11 targets in crap weather for 78 yards. It's going to be even better this week. I feel fine with him. Um, you know, you don't – listen, the wide receiver position is garbage right now. Everyone's playing in bad weather. You have to start Antonio Brown. Don't get weird. Uh, Cincinnati gives up the fourth most fantasy points to opposing tight ends, uh, but only seven touchdowns so far on the season. Uh, it's about the catches and the yards. I'm not sure I buy that in the cold weather that Le- Ladarius Green is the guy, but a lot of other people are. It's up to you. The tight end position is also garbage, so maybe you're grasping at straws. Last week he caught two of his six targets for 25 yards against Buffalo. Risky. I'm play- I'm not playing uh, Ben Roethlisberger. I'm sorry. It's a tough week with a lot of stud quarterbacks and bad weather and bad matchups, but Roethlisberger is just a really low floor guy last week, less than three fantasy points in week 11, less than nine in week six and three. He put up less than 10 fantasy points. He's a single digit fantasy guy. If he's not getting you like 400 passing yards, the guy is so up and down. It's insane. And then no one else. I'm, I'm literally benching anyone else. Um, next week they're at home against the Ravens and it's going to be cold again. This is just bad. Bad. He's too, he's too old to be playing in this cold weather. It's well, they just nice. don't care because they have Le'Veon Bell. So they're like, oh, well, he's crappy. Yep. That's fine. We'll just hand the ball off. It's good. It's good to go. All right, Ashley Cincinnati. So you are playing Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Hill is doing exactly what we wanted him to do when Giovanni Bernard went out, where he is taking ownership of this team and running with it. No pun intended, but he, he is. So he had 111 yards on 25 carries. He also was able to add a little bit of uh, yardage in the air with 31 yards uh, off three catches. He was a top-scoring player with 20 points, and it's a great matchup. Pittsburgh is at the fifth most fantasy points to running backs. It's not great matchups anywhere else on this team. So much like last week, this is going to be a lot about the rush, not so much about the pass, other than Tyler Eifert, obviously, which we'll get into. So now Rex Burkhead, he had 45 yards. He had nine carries. Nine carries is actually a pretty decent amount, so we're starting to see an increase in terms of his workload a little bit. But it still isn't detracting from Jeremy Hill because, again, this is going to be a rushing game. So I think there's room there's room to play. You know, Burkside can get nine carries, and that's not going to affect Jeremy Hill for you. So don't be too paranoid about that. Andy Dalton, not a great matchup. Pittsburgh's up the fifth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. He had just an okay – well, actually, a terrible game last week of 180 yards. But he did have two touchdowns, which was his saving grace. So he was able to get you 16.9 points. But in terms of the yardage, it was certainly not there. And that was off 28 pass attempts. So, again, other than Tyler Eifert, who was able to get you two touchdowns, and was this Tyler Eifert of old that we know and so well that doesn't really get a whole lot of yardage for you. He's only 48, but he is certainly, as we always said, targeted in the red zone. He is Andy Dalton's man, particularly because we got A.J. Green out. Eifert will continue to be that red zone target for him. Now, the Steelers get with the 14th most fantasy points, so it's a decent matchup. So that's where it's going to go. It's going to go to Eifert if we are throwing. Tyler Boyd was the highest scoring wide receiver, but that was only 8.9 points. It's a bad matchup for our wide receivers. Again, we don't know if it's going to be Tyler Boyd game. That's going to play out. I think you're playing Jeremy Hill, and those are the only people from his team. 
And it's going to be a rushing game with Eifert being targeted minimally in the red zone, but scoring you enough for what you need. It's the same. Shame, Ashley. Can't hear yourself during that segment because you. Oh, no. Really? Uh, it was okay. It was just at the very end. Nobody cares about Brandon LaFell, anyways. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we got nine matchups left Detroit Lions, the New York Giants. Oh, Brandon LaFell. I thought you loved Brandon LaFell, Courtney. I know. I do. I do. I mean, I don't own him, but I I do enjoy him. You know what? I have some sort of wager with Brandon LaFell versus Tyler Boyd. I need to check into who's winning. It's very close. Um, Detroit Lions. Well, Matthew Stafford suffered a PIP joint dislocation with torn ligaments in his middle finger on his throwing hand. Appropriate. That's what I want to give him right now. I he's going to play through the injury uh, in cold temperatures in New York slash New Jersey. And I hate that. And I don't care if he's going to have a custom glove or what have you. I think I'm sitting everyone on this team. And it's also maybe going to be a combination of rain and snow. Sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, look what happened with Derek Carr. And by that, I mean, he was fine right after the dislocation, right? The first game, he was fine because he was in normal weather. Then he went to Kansas City, and he looked like he couldn't throw a football, right? So like, when you get in cold weather, all your joints get weird, right? I get weird because I'm just old. And, you know, you're just kind of like cracking, and things are not in the right place, and you just don't feel right. So imagine doing that with like a dislocated joint. I, yeah. No, I'm out. Uh, I do like Matt Prater, though. Yeah, he wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, still on that guy. The Giants give up the 13th most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. Uh, so that means that Eric Ebron actually has the best matchup out of everybody on the Lions. Um, but they've only allowed two touchdowns on the season. It's all about the yards. And again, if we can't have that dislocated finger thing, I don't know. Theo Riddick was uh, a late scratch last week out of freaking Ouch. nowhere. Whoa. Ouch. Literally, he wasn't even like a thing. Remember, we like had our show on Saturday night. We didn't even think about Theo oh, Riddick. I was like, oh, he'll be fine. Uh, no, he's still not practicing and cannot be trusted in your lineup this week. Just get him out. And last week it was Anquan Bolden again, who scored the touchdown. Uh, Tate caught six passes, 58 yards. Uh, Marvin Jones caught four passes for 67 yards. I'm fading everyone everywhere I can get. This red hot New York Giants defense is one of the tougher defenses in the league right now over the last month. They give up the eighth fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers on the season, less so if you actually only consider this month. And they also give up the 11th fewest points to opposing running backs. Don't even get me started on the terrible run game that is the Lions. And then as far as the Giants are concerned on the other side of the ball, Beckham only needed four catches to go for 94 yards and a touchdown last week. Always a must start. Shane Vereen suffered a concussion. His first game back from injury. It was like, are you serious? So whatever. Uh, He's still not out of concussion protocol, but he is practicing Uh, two bad games in a row at Pittsburgh and against the Cowboys for Eli Manning. Uh, Three Mm. turnovers last week alone since their week 10 by the lions haven't allowed a quarterback to score over 13 fantasy points. This is a recipe for disaster. Detroit gives up the ninth fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, so I'm off of Shepard and the one-catch Victor Cruz. I don't know why they're not going to him right now. It's very weird. And since week nine, running backs have only scored two touchdowns against the Detroit Lions. So, again, I'm not even going to get into the subject 
of Rashad Jennings versus Paul Perkins and what have you. It doesn't matter. You don't start either of them. And then do they even have a tight end? I don't think so. Mm-mm. No, they sure don't. Mm-mm. Indianapolis Colts, the Minnesota Vikings. More me. More you. More you. Can't get enough, Brandon. Thanks. I know. Because what um, are you, Brandon? But you're the update. Yeah, so you're good. the update. <laughs> I am the update. What the? <laughs> I'm going to start. I don't know if you know, but like Ellen Hearns is hurt and they're going to target Robinson more. Like they have all season and he can't do anything with it. Eight drops to six Carson touchdowns. Yes. So good. It is when he starts Allen Robinson. Anyway, I don't feel comfortable calling anyone on this team a must start against the Minnesota Vikings playing in their on their home turf, but I kind of lied. T.Y. Hilton, what a baller. What a baller. All on his little lonesome. I know he'll likely be shadowed by Xavier Rhodes, and that's why I'm not quite super excited about it, but he's consistently good. Last week, he went for over 100 yards and a touchdown. The week before that, he went for over 100 yards. I just don't know how you set the guy, but yes, it's a tough matchup. You just have to deal with it. Uh, Andrew Luck did not practice on Wednesday due to a shoulder and elbow injury. He's not really in danger of not playing, but I don't think he's going to be 100% either. Dante Moncrief hurt his hamstring, was out a lot of the game last week, but he also just didn't look very good. He has kind of relied on the fact that he's had a touchdown in every single game up until last week since he came back from injury. He could get back to that, but it looks a little complicated for me. I don't love it. And the Vikings give up the eighth fewest points to opposing running backs and standard scoring. Um, But Frank Gore is kind of steady Eddie. I'm okay with starting him in a lot of leagues um, because, listen, last week he managed 41 rushing yards, two catches for 33 yards, and a touchdown in the air. I like how they're mixing it up and using him this season. Just solid. I mean, guys, we barely even talk about him because he's so boring, but like boring, solid 10 points. Yes, I'll take it. I'll take a boring. And by the way, Dwayne Allen went from having three touches to no catches at all. That's that's the state of the tight end. Three touchdowns to no catches. That's 2016 in a a nutshell, right? I mean, when will this year be over? That's my question. Actually, it's close. We do know when the year is over. Um, but, uh, <laughs> very close. It's we warned you the decline didn't surprise us, but it's real. And I, I just, I'm, I'm out. All right, the Vikings, Ash. So Kyle Rudolph came to life last week with 44 yards and a touchdown. He has a nice matchup this week and should end up as a top tight end. Fingers mm. crossed. That's what we're hoping for. Feeling he's been coming on the last several weeks. He only had five targets, but managed. 101 yards. So, again, we've said this has been consistently building. We have Diggs ranked slightly higher than Thielen, but I think that I need, you know, to choose between the two of them. I'm going to go with Thielen. Diggs hasn't had a touchdown in five weeks. This is a little bit concerning. If you recall, he was hurt, and he just hasn't quite bounced back as we would like him to. Asiata and McKinnon barely make it into our top 35 running backs, and I struggle to even have them that high. Quite seriously. <laughs> I agree, 100%. Um, People I, are so into McKinnon. I, Why? Why? He has well, one good and, play. And everyone's one like, good play, and you're like, oh, yeah. And then Red Zone never goes back to them. It's because it's, there's no they more They don't. And, and it's done. McKinnon is constantly ranked higher than Asiata. Now, they're both not great. You don't want to play either one of them. But at least Asiata gets the touchdowns. I at least he's you. the goal line guy. Thank so you. I've ranked him higher than McKinnon. I've ranked both of them much sure. lower than our counterparts. But if you're going to play one, you got to go Asiata because at least you have the upside of the touchdown, right? That At least he got that. Um, 
even though it is a nice matchup for them, they should be no more than a flex at this point. Again, as we said, it's too trust, too hard to trust either of them. But again, you may be in a situation where you got to play one a crazy flex. Let that be Aziata. Although Sam Bradford was the one on the uh, top quarterbacks last week. Don't play games with your playoffs, people. We should ha we have him ranked twenty four, and that is where he should be, which basically should be on the waivers and nowhere in your life. Nowhere in your life. Unless you're in a two quarterback league, but maybe. Jacksonville Jaguars, the Houston Texans, the Jags. There is no one on this team, you hear me, Carson, that is worth talking about. Okay. Mm, that's Maybe an update. Marquise Lee <laughs> in deep, deep leagues, but that is it. Lee had over 100 yards last week. This is a tough matchup. Houston gives up the fifth fewest fancy points to wide receivers. I have nothing else to say about this team. Mm. Bye. When I looked through the notes, Corny, I was like, oh, man, Corny forgot to finish this team. And then I read your notes. I was like, oh, no, she did it. Nope. <laughs> she's, make, she's making her point. <laughs> I'm not talking about Allen Robinson. Stop asking me your Allen Robinson questions. If you're that desperate to play, play Blake Bortles, you are trying for the last place. And I, I can no longer help you. <laughs> Sorry. I'm Ashley. out. <laughs> uh, Lamar Miller is listed as questionable, but he, you know, was last week before, and he put up 107 yards. He's been questionable for weeks now, and he got a touchdown last week and another catch. He should be good to go. You know, you're playing Lamar Miller. It's it was the option. Is we got him ranked 13th. I think you feel fine about that. Uh, you can start the defense. We have the Texans ranked fourth this week. It is Blake Bortles. This should be good for you. We should be able to get lots of points. They are a must-start. Uh, CJ Fedorowicz, we've got him listed as a sleeper. I mean, he's he's listed as questionable. Again, he's been someone who's been injured the last few weeks, so this shouldn't be a surprise. Uh, he wasn't great last week with only 32 yards, uh, but he was at least targeted seven times, so that's encouraging. We have him ranked 12th, so he's kind of right there on the cuff of whether you actually need to play him or not. But keep in mind, we've got Brock throwing him the ball, so Wah. don't really know what's going to happen there. Um, so it's not ideal. Or do now, do we know? Yeah, we mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I haven't gotten the update Don't every week that, that we still are going to play, that we're still rolling with Brock Turner as our quarterback. <laughs> Did we get that update this week? Brock Turner? Oh, that's a Freudian slip. No, it's not. I gave Brock. <laughs> Jeez. That's a low Brock Osweiler. You, Holy mackerel. <laughs> Just... Anyway, uh, we haven't gotten that update yet. Uh, so who knows? So good. Uh, yet another game without a touchdown from Osweiler. So we're clearly not playing him. Uh, his second in just the third last three weeks. Um, so, you know, mm -hmm. you're not playing him, period. End of discussion. Uh, and because Osweiler is so bad, DeAndre Hopkins falls out of our top 40 for wide receivers. He should not be in your lineup. Unfortunately, we had a little bit of a bounce back. That didn't seem to pan out too much. Tough matchup, and he can't be trusted. Um, so, again, you know, it is what it is. You're not playing him. Nope, you're not. All right, let's move on to those late afternoon games. Here are the New Orleans Saints, the Arizona Cardinals. Mark Ingram isn't practicing with a toe and knee injury. He played through those injuries last week, but he only got eight touches, so it's dicey. Michael Thomas did not play last week. We were warning Ooh. you guys about this. Uh, limited in Wednesday practice with a foot injury. Should play, but we'll likely see Patrick Peterson coverage. So that and not being 100%, it's kind of a big yuck for me. 
Uh, listen, this is a terrible matchup for everyone except for the defense, ironically. Um, and Drew Brees has been playing like not Drew Brees, I guess would be the way to put that. Zero touchdowns to six yeah. interceptions in the last two games. It's hard to suggest anyone. I mean, listen, I, you know, unfortunately, things are not going to improve for him. He's going against Arizona, a team that gives uh, has yet to give up more than 271 passing yards in a game this season. And then he's going to be at home against Tampa Bay again. And Tampa Bay crucified him. The Tampa Bay defense is on fire a little bit, you guys. Got a problem there. Now, Breeze is still leading the league with 4,167 passing yards. He's tied for second in the league with 30 touchdowns. But, man. These last two weeks are really scary. Yeah. So I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you because I'm not quite sure you can bench him either. I don't know. Um, if I start a whiteout, I'm going to feel actually the most confident with Willie Sneed, if you can believe that. Last week he caught six of his eight targets for 85 yards with a bad game from Breeze. So there you go. And I'm I'm not going to talk about Kobe Fleener against Screw the you. I just know. And by you, not you, I mean Fleener. And against the Cardinals. Come on. Yeah. Silly. Silliness. Let's talk about those Cardinals. Please. David Johnson (laughs) is so good. And the only reason we didn't, we're not like salivating over him again is because Le'Veon Bell broke like all the records on the planet. Um, The biggest fantasy news of the week, though, is that Michael Floyd was cut by the Arizona Cardinals after he was arrested on early Monday morning for a DUI and failure to obey a police officer. He was unconscious behind the wheel of his car at a stoplight with the car running. His foot was on the brake, but he was sitting there for at least two green lights. He uh, had three alcohol-related citations at Notre Dame, the last of which was a DUI. Um, A lot of people think he's going to get picked up by someone, maybe the Eagles. I don't know. I'm saying that, like, listen, we don't need to um, drop him if you're still holding on to him anyway. I mean, if you've held on to him this long, you're obviously in a really deep league. Don't drop him now. Hold on, see where he goes, because you were crazy enough to keep him anyway. I think this means more work for Gresham. Crash yeah. You heard me. Three games yeah. with back-to-back five catches, two touchdowns in four games. I mean, listen, he's more like a 30 to 40 yards kind of guy. But if you're in a PPR league, that's okay. Larry Fitzgerald is Palmer's favorite, but he's been blanketed in coverage. John Brown is still dealing with sickle cell trait issues. J.J. Nelson's all over the map. I mean, he's a decent option if you're really desperate. But again, I mean, I just think Gresham's more enticing. The Saints shut down Jameis Winston, but Palmer will probably fare all right. I don't know. Five interceptions in the last four games, but some nice touchdowns too. I mean, listen, he's not Phillip Rivers with the interceptions, 10 interceptions in four games, but he's getting there. He's almost there. Almost. Yeah. All right. San Francisco 49ers, the Atlanta Falcons. Well, this one should be quick because – You've not really been playing a 49er week in, week out if you were in your playoffs. You nope. just haven't been. Um, other than I'm okay with you playing Carlos Hyde. He's been picking up some steam. He had a big game last week, 193 rushing yards, and a lot of that in the first half, uh, and a receiving touchdown. Again, it's it's a, it's a nice matchup. Atlantic is up the fourth most fantasy points to running backs, so I'm okay with you playing Carlos Hyde. Now, if you're super desperate for a wide receiver in a deep league, you could go Jeremy Curley, 
because Atlanta gives up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season, which means that Colin Kaepernick has a chance of having a decent game. Now, you need to be incredibly desperate or where you were looking for just someone with crazy upside. Maybe you're a Drew Brees owner and you're like, I can't afford six points. I might get six points with Colin Kaepernick, but he also has a great matchup and I he's got a high ceiling in a game like this. I'm okay with that. I don't know what you ladies think. I mean, that's you're riding a lot on a 49er in your playoffs. And on you have Kaepernick. to be okay saying that you played Colin Kaepernick in week 15 over Drew Brees. I don't think I would be okay with that. I think I I'd rather okay with die it. with Drew Brees. Would you? He's yeah. played pretty poorly the last few weeks. What are your thoughts, Bran? Would you go with the potential so upside? Yeah, Kaepernick sucked over the last two weeks, too. I think he's kind of lost his his. I mean, Mojo. he at least got 11 points last week. I see to what, the upside, and I'm not saying he couldn't have it against the Atlanta Falcons, but in week 15, yeah. I don't think I'm risking my playoffs on Colin Kaepernick. I'd be okay with Colin Kaepernick blowing up on my bench. I would risk. I would play Tyrod Taylor against the Browns, though, over Drew Brees. I don't know if you I would play Tyrod. I would play Colin Kaepernick over Tyrod. No, no, I don't know. Tyrod Taylor actually has been rather decent. Take the guy, play the guys who took you there. We're talking about wide receiver three, running back two. But the guys that got you there the last few weeks have been scoring four or five points. Well, you still are four points. Russell Wilson, four points, you know, six points or whatever. I mean, like. I'm just saying, if, if come Thursday, or sorry, after the Thursday game and we've got a Saturday game and you're looking to set your lineup Sunday and you didn't have a quarterback go and you're behind and you've got one of these quarterbacks that's been consistently single-digit points the last few weeks. I mean, sure. I think you should Fine. consider Colin Kaepernick. He's out there on the waivers because he's performed so poorly the last few weeks. It's something to consider if you were looking for a crazy play. If you're in an Amari Cooper situation like week 14, I could understand swinging for the fences. None of those but people. Your made fences it back. would have gotten you eleven points last week. None of those people made it back alive. The Mark Cooper people. Yeah. The oh, Mark I think Cooper, they may Derek have. Carr, Michael Crabtree. They really screwed over a lot. Of I people. hope the guy that a lot of people Crabtree. had that stack: Derek Carr and Amari Cooper this year. And there was the one guy that had the Crabtree, Cooper, and Carr stack, and oh. that guy didn't come back. That was just sad. I was like, "Thanks for calling." Bye. I felt bad. Have a, have a nice I felt holiday. bad. Our radio show, he was so nice. And I was like, I just we mm. can't help you. Mm. I mm, think if yeah. you had one of them, you could have survived because so many people sucked. That's true. That's true. All That's right, true. let's get to these Falcons. How are they going to do this week? Well, I'm going to start everyone except for Julio Jones. You heard me. Even if he does play, he didn't practice today. I can't see them overextending him against the 49ers. I mean, I think they'll either use him as a decoy and or yeah, just set him right away. Yeah, they love doing that with him, which is yeah. so annoying. Just don't play him. Here's a here's a question for you. How many games this season has Julio Jones put up between 36 yards and 105 receiving yards this season? Two. Uh, between four. 36 and 105. Two and four. Okay. One. Mm. Wow. He's either had less than 35 yards or more than 105. Oof. One game of 66 Consistency is my favorite yeah. thing. That Julio would not be my favorite right this year. So mm-hmm. this is the problem, right? You have to – you are deciding is he going to have a 100-yard game or a 
29-yard game. And I'm telling you, I think it's a 29-yard game against the 49ers, and I'm not signing up, and I'm sorry. Just being real. Mm. Last week was the first time all season that Freeman didn't get at least 15 touches, and no one knows why. Um, so weird. This is too good of a matchup for them not to use him against San Francisco. Try not to get freaked out by that 18-yard outing. It was very bizarre. They're going to go back to them. It was weird because they got up really early. They didn't need to overextend him. Um, this one, I, I think they will use him. Uh, San Francisco gives up the absolute most uh, points to opposing running backs. Uh, Mohamed Sanu didn't play last week, but he did practice on Wednesday with the groin injury. I still prefer Taylor Gabriel. I actually... Uh, prefer him even more if Mohamed Sanu plays and or Julio Jones plays because it'd be nice if the defense wasn't blanketing him. He was okay, but I think he can be even better. And uh, I am playing Tevin Coleman. For whatever reason, Kyle Shanahan's in love with him. I cannot explain it. All right, the Oakland Raiders and the San Diego Chargers. So those Raiders, great matchup for the running backs, 10th most fantasy points to them. Amari Cooper will go up against quarterback Casey Hayward of the San Diego Chargers, who's probably going to be in the Pro Bowl. I don't like that. Limited at Wednesday's practice with a shoulder injury. He should be fine, but, man, he wacky doodled to you last week. We just were talking mm-hmm. about that. Michael Crabtree hurt his finger as well last week, which also screwed you. He was limited at practice on Wednesday. Terrible game against the Chiefs in the freezing cold. Again, and it was very clear that Derek Carr's finger went way out there in the cold. It was not yeah. cool. Um, but they're both in ca- – it's in California this week. Yay! Yay! Um, and against you know this, the struggling San Diego offense. Now you're saying they're not going against their offense. Well, the field position is going to be good because, again, as I said, Phillip Rivers, 10 interceptions in four games. He's doing exactly what he did last year and the year before and the year before that, which is imploding the last eight games of the season. This is his jam. This is who he is. And every year we make some (laughs) excuse for him, and I'm just not going to do it anymore. And I think that the Raiders will be A-OK. And I'm definitely starting the Raiders' defense and Sebastian Janikowski. Remember the days where Philip Rivers was like gold in December? Yeah, those were the 90s, right? Gosh, they're over. Those <laughs> days are over. Uh, I was kidding about the 90s. It was like the 2000s. It was the 2000s. Yeah. Thoughts. Yeah. All right. Well, Chargers. You know. So we'll start off with the big news, obviously. So in case you were on a different planet last week, Melvin Gordon got injured and is out this week. And I personally lost one of my playoffs solely because of the goose egg from Melvin Gordon. That That was a hard one to swallow. But you know what? I think there's a lot of people out there that probably got that one. So we can all, you know, cry together. Uh, But there is no timeline on when he will be returning from not only a hip, but a knee injury. He thinks that he could be back as soon as next week, but he might miss the rest of the season. So insert Kenneth Farrow here. He rushed 16 times last week and he had 55 yards, but caught all of his six targets for another 23. That's what we like to see. Not great, but again, not bad for a guy that's just thrown into a game that wasn't expecting to play. Quite honestly, I'm pretty encouraged by those numbers. In a tough matchup. In a very tough matchup. So I'm okay with that. Now, I guess the Chargers might need to use Ronnie Hillman after all in this situation. Uh, He may take some touches away, but again, I feel okay about it. You got to be digging pretty deep if you're going to be going this far. Pretty deep, but... Um, something to consider. Tyrell Williams is ranked 13th and Dontrell Inman is ranked 31st in our rankings. Inman has scored a touchdown in each of his last three games. He's clearly become a big part of this offense and what is actually going right for the Chargers. 
Williams has a down week last week, but he, you know, was able to score a touchdown in the last four games before last week. So um, both players have a lot of upside. That's what you want to see. Now, Antonio Gates, he does still fall within our top tight end, 10 tight ends for this week, even though he hasn't been very productive the last two weeks. Now, yes, Hunter Henry did score the touchdown last week, but Gates still seen double the targets that Henry is. So in theory, he should have the higher upside because of that. Plus, we're nearing the end of the season, and Phillip Rivers has got to get Gates to break this record. He's only two touchdowns away. That is it. That is from that tying is it. it. Yeah, from tying it. Yeah, he needs three to to suppress it, but two to tie. It's got to happen. I am convinced that this will happen. So, just a little <laughs> news there. Um, and then Philip Rivers, as we discussed, he has had the same amount of interceptions as touchdowns the last four weeks, which is ten. And he fumbled twice last week, so it might be you know a shout out. But I understand why you are tempted to you know play him but we've got other quarterbacks out there that are better options and only look at him if you're in a two quarterback league our kicker lambo is ranked 13 and then travis benjamin had negative two yards last week ouch ouch so you cannot be playing benjamin in any way shape or form boom the new england patriots the denver broncos terrible matchups terrible <laughs> it's like yeah. where do i even begin uh what i will say though is that you're probably starting tom brady i mean let's like you put up 406 passing yards you're gonna say well he's gotta do at least something at denver i don't know it's supposedly it might be snowing there uh what's the weather like right now there you guys it's freaking freezing i'm in la balls so it's balls cold it's yeah. like wind. It's so cold. So here's the deal. I'm actually huge on Blunt. It's the best matchup yep. for the team. He's going to be running all over the place. I think that the majority of the points are going to come from LeGarrette Blunt. And uh, Edelman looked bad, by the way, uh, against the Ravens. He only caught seven of his 15 targets. That's, those are like Brandon LaFell numbers right there. Um <laughs> whatever, but he did have 15 targets. So you got to look at that. I am not starting Malcolm Mitchell or Chris Hogan against that secondary. I'm sorry. Absolutely not. Um, Martellus Bennett is kind of like a, a dart throw, but the position's a dart throw. Uh, I'm not actually starting the defense either. And the reason why is because Trevor Simeon put a back-to-back 300 yard passing games and the new England Patriots actually give up the 10th most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. I actually am, am of the mind that Trevor Simeon is not the problem with this offense. It's the fact they can't run the freaking ball. Uh, right. They only allowed nine. They only carried the ball nine times. The Denver Broncos last week. I think they will improve that, um, and the majority of that went to Justin Forsett. But clearly, they don't trust Booker. I mean, talk about C.J. Anderson getting job security by not playing. Uh, it's just a weird thing. So I don't know. I'm as some people are really high on the New England defense, and I just thought of that, and I was like, I don't know if I'm as high as other people. I was going to say, who are you covering again? Was that was that New England or or the Broncos? <laughs> no, I'm just passionate about I'm passionate about the the Broncos uh, prospects here. I want to just tell you, Brandon, I have New England ranked outside of our top twelve. So I hope you're happy with that. I am happy. All with right. you. you're welcome. All right, for the Broncos, this is going to be a tough matchup. Uh, 
for the Broncos fans and all of us, because New England and the Broncos have so much history. This is always one of the worst games for me to watch. But I am still rolling with both Thomas and Sanders. Sanders has had two games over 100 yards receiving and a touchdown the last three weeks and averaging 11 targets a game. Thomas is averaging the same amount of targets, 11, and just hasn't found that end zone. Either way, I think the Broncos will need both of them to be successful and pull out a must win against the Patriots. Repeat a must win. Broncos have to win the next few games if they want to make it to the playoffs because they're in the best division in the league this year. Crazy. Yep. Mind blown. Uh, Denver uh, <laughs> defense. I have them ranked number six, which is not nearly as high as I usually have them ranked. So, but you're still starting them. And let's be honest. We're not going to be starting to like trade away good defenses for, pick up defenses in, in week 15. Um, for sleepers, it's playoffs. I'm not risking my playoffs with Simeon, even though he's had thrown over 300 yards in both of his last two games, as Brandon has mentioned before, um, and no interceptions, which is fabulous. I agree with Brandon. He's not the problem. But I'm still not going to start him. It's risky. No, it's too risky for me to handle it. Brandon McManus, the kicker, is right there on the cuff. And as Brandon had mentioned, because uh, she was covering the Broncos today. <laughs> On the bench, Devontae Booker only had three attempts for a yard and two catches for 10 yards last week, four yep. set rush, six times for 17 yards, and had three catches for 18 yards. Not good for either one of them. I would say that four set is most likely going to be the featured back in Denver this week. Um, Ew. I was laughing because I called that Forsett was going to have a better game than Booker last week. And I was like, I didn't think it'd come down to 1.8 points versus 1.1 point. But technically, Forsett had a better game. Way to go. <laughs> so bad. It's, it's so, so bad. bad. It's so bad. It's just, yeah. it's, you know. Yeah. Uh, but the Patriots give up the ninth fewest fantasy points to running back. So it's not only are they not able to run or find the holes or whatever, keep a hold of the ball, but it's a tough matchup as well. So, yeah, no. Sunday night game, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Dallas Cowboys game of the week. <laughs> So Mike Evans had two down games, but you're still starting Evans every week regardless. You know, OBJ had 15.4 points in standard leagues last week against Dallas, and I don't know why Mike Evans would not be able to have the same. So I think that's just fine. Doug Martin had double digits the last four out of five games. He's had a nice little resurgence here. So it's a really tough matchup for him, though. Dallas does give up the third fewest fantasy points to running backs, but if Jarek McKinnon and Terrence West can get double digits... <laughs> so should Martin be able to. That's so right. that's that's the encouraging point here. Now you gotta love those shout-out games against the Saints. Jameis Winston only had a hundred eighty. Shootout, yards. shootout. Sorry, shootout. I meant shootout. <laughs> sorry. Courtney <laughs> <laughs> made his note for me because I was working and I was like, shout out. The right, dolphins. Right. The dolphins. Sure, well, it's a risky play. You're not playing him. Let's, you know, don't do it. Um, but you can play Cameron Bray. I know he didn't have a great week, you know, game last week, but at the same time, it's a good matchup. Dallas gives up the ninth most fantasy points to tight ends. Bray has had success all season long. And, you know, like we said, this is someone that's got good upside. So he's someone that you can feel good about this week. 
Boom. Cowboys. Oh, gosh. The Cowboys. Fine, you guys. Tampa Bay's defense has been great over the last few weeks, but you're starting Ezekiel Elliott, obviously. Um, I don't know if I'm starting Des Bryant. You heard me. He caught only one of his eight targets for 10 yards and a fumble. And then he also uh, was part of the, an interception as well. Every week, you know, uh, I work also for Pro Football Focus, and they put together this uh, – thing called five stats you need to know and this week they led uh with the fact that the giants uh defense has been awesome and specifically janoris jenkins and dominic rogers cromarty and and they kind of attributed des bryant's issues to that but it's not just that it's it's constant with him he has a 51 percent catch rate on the season now yeah. you're like, okay, well, that you know, he's playing with a rookie, you know, it might be an issue. Oh, really? Because Cole Beasley, when 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 Dak Prescott is throwing towards Cole Beasley, he has the highest quarterback rate, rating in the league. Um, it, it, it's not, and then and then Terrence West even. It's I just I don't understand what's going on with them. They don't have chemistry. It's just really weird, but they keep force feeding him the ball. And I, I get it. But this is also kind of a tough matchup. Again, Tampa Bay not letting things go. So I, I don't know. I, I just I'm I'm worried. He's always an end zone threat. I feel weird telling you not to play him, but I also feel weird telling you to play him. He's one of those guys. He's not Allen Robinson, but he's Fair dicey. I guess Dak is another sleeper. Uh, I'm not loving him this week. To be fair, I don't really like any of the quarterbacks this week. Again, everyone's on either a terrible matchup or in terrible weather, except for Kirk Cousins. We're going to talk about him in a minute. Uh, Tampa Bay has allowed three touchdowns so far this season to tight ends. No thank you, Jason Pitten Witten. Mitten. Loser. Loser. Jason. (laughs) No. Jason Pitt, Pitta. No. Jason, Pitt, Jason Pitta is what she would call him. But Dennis you just said. Witten. Dennis Jason Witten. Pitta. Dennis Witten. Yeah. But Brandon guys. combined it and goes, Dennis Pitta Witten. I don't know. Yes. It's so good. Yeah. Either way, it was good. It, it did. It, it, we, we got the point. All right. The point is, the point. they both. Are you don't want to be one of those people. And you can That's put Dwayne Allen on that list, frankly. That's right. That's right. All right, let's move on to Monday night game, which you can almost put everyone for Carolina on that list. We have the Panthers against the Redskins. You can start Jonathan Stewart. He had had he's had four rushing touchdowns in the last four games. Four running backs have had double digit fantasy points in the last two weeks against Washington. So I'm into that. We have Greg Olson ranked fifth. Ah. Uh, he did have 87 yards uh, last week, which is yeah, his best game in a while um, since week nine. Yeah, uh, it, it's a great matchup for Olsen. Hopefully Newer, Newton can get him um, the ball. He has had had great matches before and has not done well. So hopefully we do not have to add Greg Olsen to the December woes in total. So uh, my sleepers, how crazy is it that Cam Newton can't be trusted in week 15? Super depressing. But this is what 2016 is, you guys. Yeah, and it's even against the Wash the against the Redskins. They gave up the eighth most fantasy points to quarterback. So it's a great matchup, but you just can't. He had an MRI on his throwing shoulder on Tuesday. No major injury, but it could explain exactly why he has thrown for less than 200 yards three times in the last four weeks. 
sexy. Not good. Not good. I mean, if you're going to take a risk on any of the receivers, it's going to be Ted Ginn. Um, obviously, I I don't even need to talk about the others at all. Uh, before last week, he had a touchdown in each of his last three games. So he's your – if you're pulling for something, it's going to be Ted Ginn. Um, on the bench, Josh Norman will be shadowed uh, – or I'm sorry, Calvin Benjamin will be shadowed by Josh Norman. Uh, but let's just be honest, he's been awful. Just absolutely awful. Uh, so we're not we're not gonna do that. Yikes. All right, the Redskins. Great matchups with the quarterback, wide receivers, tight ends. Carolina gives up the ninth most points to quarterbacks. I have Kirk Cousins ranked number three, and I feel great about it. Feel good. Mm-hmm. Uh, seventh most points to opposing wide receivers. Uh, Deshaun Jackson put up over 100 yards last week against the Philadelphia Eagles. The revenge game slash give me a job again game. We loved it. We called loved it. it. It's fine. Uh, absolute most points to opposing tight ends. Now, here's the deal. See, since week 11, they've allowed four touchdowns to opposing tight ends. We're just going into week 15. So you could do that math. Hopefully, Jordan Reed is going to be 100% because last week he only had one target because uh, he was hurt. So hopefully that shoulder injury has gotten better. We're going to have to keep an eye on that. I don't love Rob Kelly in this matchup. They give up the seventh fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs, and he hasn't gone over 63 yards since week 11. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is going to be an interesting game. I think this is going to be the shootout and the real Shout game out. of the week. Although we mocked Shout the- out. What was it? The Cowboys. uh, Did we mock the Cowboys game as game of the week? I think the game of the week in the mocking way is the Jacksonville Houston game. Am I right? I mean, that's just disturbing. I wasn't really mocking. I said, yeah, I said the Tampa Bay game. I thought it was going to be the game of the week. Yeah. Oh, you meant it for real. But I meant it for real. I know. I know. If I was going to say game of the week, I'd have been like the Rams in Seattle because that's going to be a real competition. You know, I mean, it, it, there's way worse games to mock. I mean, Baltimore in general. Oh. I mean, no, I was being oh. serious. The Dolphins and the Jets. I mean, now that is game of the week. Yeah, especially that more. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but, uh, no. Jacksonville, Houston. What disaster zones? Yeah. yeah. Really bad. Really bad. Osweiler's the but worst thing be, to hit Texas. Could be great points for the Texan defense, though. <laughs> and they've had a lot of bad things hit. Tornadoes. You know, I mean, Brock like tons of stuff. Yeah, Mother Nature is yeah. not always nice to Texas, no. but Brock Osweiler is way worse. Oh, wow. I like it. Sorry, guys. Sorry. sorry. I feel bad as a Bronco girl that we did that to you, but it's your own fault. Uh, well, that does it for us, you guys. That's week 15. Congratulations if you made it into the playoffs. And again, if you did not, don't take last. Set your lineup. Have some dignity. Please. Second to last, at least. Come on. You can do better than that. Uh, make sure to catch our show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. We will be doing a show this Saturday on Sirius, but we will not be doing a show next Saturday on Sirius as it's Christmas Eve. Um, my children are assholes. They want me to, like, hang out with them and stuff. Ugh. um but yes so we will be there and then we will be back for new year's as well so we will see you then um make sure if you have any questions to hit us up on twitter at her fantasy fb until next time no more faking it